Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room is open. Uh, We have someone asking here if Laura would be taking any requests from the chat room. And uh, sometimes we do. We do our best to try and answer everyone's questions and take as many calls as possible. So if you could just be patient with us. But feel free to post your questions in the chat room. And we will try and get to them as quick as we can. Uh, hey, Laura. Hey there. Hi. We uh, almost it? we almost didn't make it on time here. <laughs> we were making. <laughs> no, we were here, but it was funny. Like I kept, I, I heard you doing something <laughs> right before the song <laughs> came on. Um, have you guys noticed that the song always sounds like a crazy tape, or like the sound is weird on it? Have you ever noticed no. that? No. I don't why? know if it's just I don't know if it's just when I'm playing it from here or if it actually sounds like that to everyone else. I guess I should probably check one of the archives, but the song sometimes sounds like it's um I don't know, like it's all wonky. I'll take a better I'll listen to next time. I didn't know yeah. this. I don't know. Let us know anyone if you hear it. I don't know if it's like a weird cuz well, the you- actual track isn't like that and sometimes when it plays on our opening show yeah. it sounds funny to me and for all of you that's i singing <laughs> and that's all that's all her that's, that's true <laughs> she's in a rock and roll band that's Couple true i am yeah. in a rock and roll band hey if anyone lives in the uh, la area come out and see us play uh my band boy beach is performing on june 13th uh is it june 13th yeah june 13th um, at the Bootleg Theater that's in Silver Lake in Los Angeles. So come on out. See you so rock. cool. <laughs> Watch I rock. Yeah. So what's this going on with awesome. you? So I had this crazy thing happen to me this week. I, hmm. It was really exciting, actually. So um, so these people um, that I know, they wanted me to talk at this um, expo and um, they told me that I had to go to take like um like a workshop before I spoke at the expo and but so I had to take the weekend off in order to do that but nobody would tell me what the what it was about like what the workshop was about and I would ask you know uh-huh. so weird I would ask them and they would be like They'd be like, well, we don't want you to have any expectations. I'm like, isn't this kind of strange that I'm taking the weekend off of work and I'm pissing that I don't know what this is about? <laughs> and then so I called somebody who, well, actually, they ended up calling me and I, I asked them, somebody who took the course. And I said, you know, the course instructors won't really tell me what it's about. Can you tell me what it's about? And And she said, it's really hard to explain, but you're going to love it. Just do it. And then someone else was like, was like, oh, Lord, just do it. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I almost feel like I'm getting drawn into, like, a cult or something. Right. But everyone who is telling me to take this course is, like, super healthy. Like, their complexion is, like, glistening, and they're, like, smiling all the time. I'm like, this isn't really, like, cult people, but – or maybe they are. Who knows? But – so I went to this course, right? It was it was really cool. I was really glad that I did it. And um and just for fun's sake, I'm not gonna tell you what it was about. But at the end of it I was um we were meditating and um and so I put it out in the universe. I go I said, Oh, you know, universe, if I'm supposed to have a horse in my life, you know, let me you know, let me know if I'm supposed to have, am I supposed to have a horse in my life? And then all of a sudden I saw this Appaloosa, which is like a horse that has little spots on its rear end. Mm-hmm. I saw this Appaloosa and I saw the farm where the Appaloosa lived and I saw me on the Appaloosa and then I saw this horse trainer that I know. So then 
I uh, <clears throat> I went uh, after the class. I called the horse trainer like immediately. And she answered, and I said, "Hey, so listen, this really weird thing happened to me. I saw this Appaloosa in like a vision. Do you know who this Appaloosa is?" She was like thinking about Appaloosas, and I go, "No, well, the Appaloosa was at this farm." And she was like, "I know exactly who that is." And she's like, and the girl wanted to give me back the Appaloosa last week. So you should call her because the girl doesn't have all that much time for the horse. So she's like, I'm going to call her. So in 20 minutes from that, I was meeting the girl up at this ranch meeting this horse. And now I've got this horse I can play with. Whoa. I know. That is crazy. Isn't it crazy? That's awesome. No, and I rode her and everything, and she's super fun to ride, and she's, like, the girl is the, that owns her is really cool, and I was like, wow, this is actually amazing. That's so cool. So what's the know. horse's name? Her name is Seat Lolly. Seat Lolly? Yeah. Cute. It means star, it means star in, like, Arabic or something. I forget what Oh, it Wow. Is. That's I know. awesome. That's so cool. Or Aztec, maybe. Maybe it's Aztec, not Arabic. Um, yeah. Isn't it cool? Yeah, so wait. So now you have access to this horse, and, like, what is the status? Like, are you going to be caring for the horse, or well, you just get like, to hang out? or? Yeah, I'm just hanging out, and this girl is traveling a lot this summer, so I'm going to go and ride her and take, hang out with her and... You know, just, like, like get my feet wet in the whole, like, pretending to own a horse thing. Because <laughs> really, I've been wanting, I've been going back and forth, should I buy a horse, should I not buy a horse, should I buy a horse, should I not buy a horse. And now this is, like, I don't need to buy a horse, but I can play with a horse. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> it's, like, the perks of the whole, you know, it's no, all the it's positive. Like, <laughs> no, it's seriously one of the coolest things that has ever happened to me right now. That's really I mean, awesome. Yeah, and the horse is, like, super cool. She's, like, I took her out. Um, I took the dogs out. We all went for a walk together, and she's, like, sniffing Stormy and Luca. And I heard this story about her. She's only four years old. Mm-hmm. And she does some bucking stuff, supposedly, when you're on her. But she, um, she, there was this story about her. She was out and on a trail ride, and these cows were, like, bugging the dog. And she ran up to the cows and pushed the cows away from the dog. I thought, mm. that is so cool. That's my kind of horse. And then yeah. also, they were out in the field and these wild horses came running up to them. And she was the only horse in the group that was being ridden that, like, stayed calm and helped chase the wild horses away. Oh, my gosh. I that's know. That's so cool. I How- know. That's really awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. On meeting your new horse. Yeah, well, she's not really mine, but she's Well, I know, but she's your new friend. Yeah, my new friend. Yeah. I know, that's that's what everyone says to me when I'm out there. They're like, oh, are you her owner? I'm like, no, I'm her friend. And everyone (laughs) looks at me like, you're her friend? You're her friend or your mom's friend? I'm like, no, I'm her friend. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes I do that with, like, Oh, yeah, I've got a friend who has bone cancer. It's a dog. <laughs> you have a friend who has bone <laughs> Welcome right? to You're Laura's world. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. Well, you know, I kind of do that, too. So I get it. I think, you know, all of our listeners probably, too. We're all animal lovers. Yeah. <laughs> there are... They're our friends. Okay, uh, let's get to some phone calls. Um, We have another update from Latasha and her guinea pigs. And I know a lot of our um, listeners, I'm sure, know about Latasha who's been calling in and she's been going through, um, you know, going rescuing guinea pigs and all that. So let's hear from Latasha. Hey, how's it going? Hi. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, Latasha. So, so as you know, I'm sorry. I said, "What's going on? I hear you're having some issues." We are. We adopted another guinea pig, and I have his picture on your guys' Facebook page, but it filed it away, and I accidentally put Moo. I didn't mean to put Moo. I meant to say Riddle and Marty. I said Moo and Marty. Uh, but we adopted another guinea pig. His name's Marty, 
He is a spit image of Riddle with the with the red eyes and the white hair. He has the same story as Riddle. No one wanted him because he had red eyes. And he Aww. was at the shelter for a long time. Well, when they were together at the animal shelter, like I, we first went, we took him to go care him. They were fine outside eating grass. But when I got them home and I put them in the cage and it was a completely clean, unmarked cage, they started fighting really bad. And we had to separate them. And then we tried it again, and they both got hurt. Not badly, but enough to where Richard was like, okay, this isn't going to work. We need to take Marty back. Um, There's a baby guinea pig there that's three weeks old that uh, would get along with Riddle. I I guess it's just something that the babies get along really well with the adults. But I just wanted to know, can you talk to them to see, you know, what do they want? I mean, will they ever get along? I mean, maybe maybe Marty wants to be the only guinea pig in the household. And, you know, and see, and what does Riddle want? If Riddle wants Marty to stay or if he wants them to go. Okay. Okay, so Riddle's on the left and Marty's on the right. They look exactly alike. I know, don't they? Um, Riddle has pink ears and then Marty's ears are a little bit darker. <laughs> oh, my God, they're so cute. I know. Aren't they uh, adorable? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. All of you guys should check out the Facebook page, Pet Psychic Radio, and see these little cuteness. Um, okay. Okay. We're going to ask Riddle first. I don't like him. I think he needs a new home. He has an attitude. Mm-hmm. The attitude is that he thinks he's better than me. He thinks that he's bigger, and he thinks he's stronger. And I say I am. Uh-oh. having some dominance issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, let's ask Marty. This mom should be mine only. <laughs> Does mom and dad care about me? They think I'm special. So what we need to tell Marty is that that um, Riddle was there first, and so that he needs to get along with Riddle, too. And they need to, I bet their calming signals are like blinking of the eyes, looking away, and maybe like chewing or something. Mm-hmm. I think I'm better with a female. That's Marty. Okay. I just feel like males shouldn't be together. Is that true? They can in be gu- together. In guinea pig world? world? Yeah, I mean, you've had other depends. males together. Yeah, I mean, it just depends. I mean, guinea pigs are like people. They've got different personalities. Sometimes they mix, sometimes they click, and other times they don't, but... Tell tell Marty that, you know, the next home that he has, his parents will care for him very much, and I'll make sure of that. And I will tell the um, owner of the guinea pig rescue that he should be paired with a female. Because I love females. You love females? Yeah, females wiggle wiggle their butts so nice. (laughs) That's hysterical. He's neutered, right? No, he's not sick. Oh, yeah, because you don't, because, oh, because it's too dangerous to neuter them. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's why he likes the females. Can he go with a female then? She would have to be fixed. Oh, maybe. She might not wiggle her butt the way you like her to, though. I like the smell of females better, too. Riddle well, says, well, excited then. Riddle said what? Riddle said, well, it's decided then. <laughs> well, there is a baby guinea pig that the um, rescue wants me to adopt, and he's uh, three weeks old. His name's Jonah. But I don't know how Riddle feels about being paired with a baby. I mean, would he like to be paired with a baby, or does he want to try it again with another adult? I just don't want him to get hurt again. I kind of feel like a baby's a good idea. You think it's okay? Okay. A new life, a new beginning. Okay. 
I love being well, number one guinea pig. Before it wasn't my decision, now it is. Yeah. I mean, Richard Richard, Richard is definitely putting Riddle first and says, you know, if, if Marty bites him again, he's like, you know, he's going to go back because he doesn't want, we don't want Riddle to get hurt. Yes, Marty. You shouldn't bite anybody, Marty. Always be nice. It's better to be kind and talk with your body language and with your and with your mind. It's mean to bite. It hurts another one's body. You have to raise your consciousness. Is Marty drinking his water? Because we don't see him drink water. And Richard was concerned, and he held the water bottle up to him so he could drink it a little bit. But we've never seen him drink water. And Guinea pigs can get dehydrated really easy. They have to have this water. Is, this is Marty you're talking about? Yes. Sort of hurts my tooth a little bit. I don't like those things. What is he? Well, that's I'd rather I, I'd rather have a plate. Really? Like if you had a little bowl with water? Okay. Yeah, I like that better. Okay. The other thing, my. Okay, we have to we have to call us back when you have the baby. Yes, I I'm uh, we're gonna swap them next week. Okay, so I will definitely I will definitely give you a call and I'll um and hopefully hopefully this works out better for everybody involved. <laughs> yes, and we're gonna everyone picture Marty having the most perfect home. Yeah, yeah a little... he's, he's had a rough life. He was rescued from the South LA Animal Shelter, and he's uh-huh. just. He's had a rough life, but he deserves a really good home. And if we could keep him, we would, but we'd have to keep him separated at all times. And that's not fair he's, for either one. He's going to get a really good home and maybe even one with a female that squishes her butt. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll relay that. <laughs> Thanks, Latasha. Thanks, Thanks Latasha. I love, the, I love the guinea pig stories. <laughs> They're just well, so cute. You know, have you noticed how Riddle is getting more and more confident? He's yes. like bottom of the pecking order. Now he's at the top, and he's like kind of <laughs> falling into that position really well. <laughs> oh, I love hearing their stories. I'm so <laughs> I'm so glad she called in. Um, we have our next caller, which is Marsha from Malibu. Hey, Marsha, you are on the air. Okay. Hi, Laura. Hi, Marsha. I just picked up a what I thought was going to be a rescue uh, English setter in Northern California who was being surrendered a week ago, and I brought her back here, and I first saw her, and I was like, this is not an English setter. Turns out she's a rare purebred, a 500-year-old breed uh, that was based in Germany, and wow. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I know. I never heard of it. Large Munsterlander, that's what she's called. That's the breed. Oh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, she's black and white, and um, I'm thinking about adopting her, but she's doing a little bit of what I call sort of a female dominance, like when she's in her bed or a bed or even in her crate, and Bentley, who is an English setter and he's really sensitive, she does this little low growl when he passes by, and it scares him. So I okay. want to know what's going on with that. Done, has she done anything else besides the low growl? Um. Like a week ago, she actually did jump on him. It was pretty vicious. But every day, then she would get much, much better. And they've actually been so how, playing. How long? So have no, they've been steady a week, a week. Okay. Um. Um. Okay. You've only had her and a her, week. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things with the dog. So she came from a shelter. Did you say? She she was dumped at a shelter. She was picked up as a stray and went to an SBCA shelter in January, and she had lots of health problems. She was adopted out for a week. They returned her, said she was perfect, except she was jumping the fence. Um, she went through an English setter rescue that I got Bentley from. Um, they suspected she was a monster launder and didn't catch her, adopted her out again, adopted for two months, that was the guy that I, she was being surrendered. And, again, jumping the fence. Said she was fine except uh-huh. she jumped the fence. She got to my house, checked the fence the first night, and then she's like, oh, I'm good. 
<laughs> she's never made any attempt. It's like, I'm home. This is good. We've got Whole Foods. You know, this person is really nice to me. So there's a okay. definite energy change. And the, her yeah. name is Luna. And I don't think that's her real name. So, But I think it was a shelter name that she was given. Yeah, right. So one of the things that's really important, I think this is really important for everybody to know who rescues an animal, is that, that once they come to your home, mm-hmm. um, they need a lot of rest and downtime. Right, when they, right, right. Yes, yeah, so when they've been, like, shuffled around from place to place, they can mm-hmm. have a lot of traumatic stress. Right, and so right. Their actual space where, like, they sleep is extremely important. And okay. And sometimes you will see some of these, like, types of aggression when mm-hmm. um, they're on their place because they need to rest so much and they need to to process what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. so then they guard that solitude. And that very often goes away. It looks like awesome. it would, yeah. Okay. That's one of the things that we can sort of explain to her and Bentley and just tell them that, you know, just, just to have her also be conscious of this is something that might be going on with her. Um, mm-hmm. And also for you to know in these next, you know, even five months, five to eight months, just to not to overstimulate her too much. Like, okay. you can take her out for runs and runs at the beach or something, but less than an hour and really watch, like, when her limit goes. Because I know she's going to need a lot of exercise. She's a breed that needs a lot of exercise. But right. it's like less is more with these rescue animals. Um, okay. And they can start to have, like, like the post-traumatic stress. And once they feel safe in your home, they mm-hmm. can start to have flashbacks and old memories mm-hmm. come up so that their mind can process through them. It's actually a good thing. But oftentimes mm-hmm. you see a little bit of aggression that comes with that. So yeah, there's not one much. that you can do is when she's in her space, just mm-hmm. sort of put her in space and see if you can keep Bentley away from there, just to kind okay. of give her that. Um, yeah, I moved it to sort of a corner so that it's more protected, and that seemed to be much better. So, good. but she's sort of out of the main traffic flow. So, yeah, that's great, Marcia. That was a good idea. You can even put like an X pen around it or something. I mean, where she can go in it, but then she knows that another dog is not gonna because they sleep so deep and they don't want to be woken up. And mm-hmm. but, so, do you like, do you want me to tell her that that she has to that she can stay at your home, but she has to be nice to Bentley at all times? That's what I've been telling her. That's what I've been telling her. But yeah, I would like to know: Does Bentley want me to adopt her? That's sort of my other question. So you know, okay, it's okay, let's a joint Bentley decision. Okay. 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 Well, I think we should keep her. She obviously (laughs) needs us. What does he say? I'm sorry. She obviously needs us, and mom is really good. Mom is really good with her. She talks really gently and soft, and Luna can't even believe it. She keeps telling me I understand your mom. She does, yes. And and I say it only gets better. When she first was growling at me, I got really scared because her eyes were turning red. Ooh. But now they're softer. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She said that I was worried that she was worried that I was going to bite her muzzle. I said, oh. I don't see that. Also, I have to tell my mom I like biscuits before bed. This is Bentley or Luna? This is Bentley. Like a lot of biscuits. Yeah, no, we have biscuits before bedtime. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think he wants more is what he's saying. Yeah, he's getting a little on the chubby side, so okay. <laughs> okay, so let me ask Luna how she's doing. Okay. I'd like to tell my new mom that this place is swell. <laughs> I feel calmer here. I don't feel as anxious. 
I don't feel like my heart beats as fast. And I don't itch as much. And I don't have a weird taste in my mouth. Mm. And when I sleep, I feel safe. And jingling chains are making me less nervous. So either she had somebody that wore, like, uh, keys or something that bothered Uh her, um, or she was on a choke chain and that bothered her. But she doesn't have it now. I've had choke chains before. I saw something with a chain, yeah. Okay. And they hurt me bad. Ugh. When they when you pull on those things, I think everyone is stupid. She's right about that. I was thinking people are so stupid. I agree with her on that. <laughs> but my mom is really smart. And I need to stay here. Because I don't have anywhere else to go. And if my mom told me to leave, I think I would not move. <laughs> Looks like you got yourself another dog, Marcia. Accidental adoption, yes. Accidental <laughs> adoption. Um, can you ask her if she wants a different name? Because I don't think, I heard Sherry is what I heard, and I don't know if she would like that name or a new name, because Luna doesn't quite fit her somehow, and I want her to be happy about her name. Mom, call me Sherry if she wants. No, is that just what I heard? Would she like a different name? Is it is Sherry better than Luna? I don't is Sherry better than Luna? I had a name similar to Sherry. It was similar. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I kept asking her, and she told, and I told her. Or no, she kept asking me, and I told her. Hmm. I'd like a new name. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, we'll give her a new name. Can you name me something that means bird catcher? Bird catcher. You got it. Okay, bird catcher. She's right here. She's just at the bed. She came in right as you said that. Okay, bird catcher. <laughs> She's got it. Okay. Well, Mark, you got to call us back and tell us how she works out. I and will. Remember, I will. Thank you those, so much. Sure. Remember those calming signals, licking, yawning, blinking the eyes, and keep telling her to do those instead of growling. Yeah, good. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank Martha. you. Good to talk to you in the pub. <laughs> yes, calming signals. We haven't reviewed in a while. Let's review real quick. Okay. I'm going to send it out to Sherry Luna also. Mm-hmm. So um, calming signals are body language that animals have that they use to calm themselves and to communicate with other animals. And some of these calming signals are licking of the mouth, like licking their own mouth, yawning, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down, uh, sniffing the ground can be one, stretching can be one, like that down dog yoga pose, Um, shaking, where they're shaking off a lot of stress or excitement, which you might see after a big uh, play session or after a big barking frenzy. Holding up a paw can be one. Also, they're coming to you at an arc. And um, it's really, really important that everybody knows these calming signals because if you know them, you can praise your dog for doing them in stressful situations um, and in turn teach them to be more confident in their body. Um, the lack of calming our body language where they're they're not calming themselves and where you need to remind them to calming themselves is closing of the mouth, uh, stiffening of the body, leaning on the front paws, and then staring, like staring off at another dog or a thing that they're about to lunge at or, um, or uh, staring off into the distance. And uh, you want to watch for those, like, even when you're petting a dog, like even your own dog, like if you feel like your dog might have some soreness in their body or they're just a little bit older, you can sort of run your hand really softly 
down their body and around their body and just sort of watch where your dog either starts to stare at you or starts to stare off into the distance and closes their mouth or your cat or whatever it may be. And um, in those areas is where your animal probably has some pain and is like clenching their body a little bit because they're worried you might push too hard there. So Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody pay attention to those signals, both aggression and the calming ones, because I have found them to be extremely helpful um, with my pets. And um, it's been great. So I've really yeah. been working in, on praising them for the, the calming and then noticing when they're doing the lack of calming. So it's and awesome. Keep, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah, and if you don't see them at first, it's okay. It takes a little while for some people to train their eye to actually see them. Like sometimes I'll be with clients and I'll be like, did you see them lick? And they'll be like, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> some people are just more visual than others. Just kind of yeah. watch them, like watch them like watch them when somebody else is petting them, watch them when they're playing with another dog or playing with another cat and just kind of watch them in everyday life and just make note of when they do those things. Definitely. Uh, so today we have our special guest, Anne from the Potbelly Manor. Um, so we will be talking with Anne. Hey, Anne. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Congratulations on your new friend, Laura. Oh, thank you. I'll bet you've got a whole bunch of friends where you are, huh? We do. We have all kinds of species, every kind of animal you could think of. Oh, you do? What are all the animals that you have? So um, um, at Smith & Agley's Potbelly Manor, we have, we're primarily a potbelly pig rescue, but we also have a pet-assisted therapy program where we have special needs um, children and adults come in and we have animals of other species that work with them. So we have a cow, we have a couple of llamas, we have two wonderful ducks called Bert and Ernie, and we have two turkeys called Sunny and Cher. We have pigeons, let's see, we have a bunny, we have a feral cat colony. Um, Who am I forgetting? Simon the goat. And then we have all the pigs. Oh, that's so amazing. What an amazing service that is. And and Lucy, the the feral cat that you talked to a couple of weeks ago, I'm happy to report, she's doing really well. Oh, good. She's um, blending in with the feral cat colony there, and she's happy, and she's doing well. Oh, it's great to hear. Great to hear. So tell us, what else do you want us to know about Potbelly Pig Manor? Well, um, Smith and Ugly's Potbelly Manor, was, we were actually founded in 1995, and it was founded by um, Liz Smith and Audrey Agley. Um, I actually, I do their, their business consulting. I, I do like their website and grant writing, and I work on the farm, and I help adopt out animals and um, and bring in animals when necessary and so forth. But they actually started it because they had a potbelly pig and they got a phone call to um, from animal control to find out if they had room for another potbelly pig. And they realized that potbelly pigs are another unwanted, like, throwaway species, and they didn't realize that. So they, they decided that they wanted to rescue potbelly pigs and... That was in 1995, and then in 2004 they became a 501c3 nonprofit, and um, then from there they started the pet assisted therapy program where they added different species in addition to the pigs. So, um, so mm-hmm. now the rescue has grown, and we we also have a a um, program where we will offer free of charge. We'll offer in home behavior consulting to people that have house pigs or outdoor pigs and they need some assistance with behavior issues or feed or housing issues, we will consult with them and help them out too. Oh, that's so, great. And so who do you want realize, to I'm sorry? Oh, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, people a lot of people don't realize. Do all, 
we also do a lot of education because people don't tend to realize that that um, there are actually a lot of homeless pigs, and especially now mm-hmm. with the mini pig craze and the micro pig craze, um, people want to go out and acquire, you know, a potbelly pig, but they don't understand that they do grow to over 100 pounds a lot of times. So a lot of what we do is education and just making sure that if people want to bring a pig into their home that they're prepared to do that and that they understand that it's a lifelong commitment. It is. I I used to have two potbelly pigs, and I just so loved them. They were just the the, sweetest animals ever. They really are, and they're so smart, and that's one of one of the things that makes them adorable, but it's also one of the things that, that presents a challenge is you have to be prepared to kind of communicate with this animal that really does think on the level of like a two or three year old. So sometimes yeah. it, you have to you have to kind of stay ahead of them thought wise, but um that's what I love right. about working with pigs. I just love the intelligence and you like you look into your, their eyes and you can see that there is definitely a thinking um, organism there. There's definitely a thought process going on. So right. love pigs. And can you and tell me how long do they live? How long do these pigs live? Um, they can live. They have about the lifespan of a dog. Mm, okay. Into their mid-teens or so. It it all depends. You know, again on the the diet. They have to have a proper diet. They can't be fed. Um, pig foods that they, the commercial pig growers feed them. They have to be fed a special um, mini pig food that keeps them at the proper weight. Because if they get overweight, that greatly reduces their lifespan, and then they're prone to arthritis and so forth. And once a pig gets overweight, it's really, really hard to take weight off. It's not impossible. Right. You know, it was like a so. pound a year or something. It's something like that, right? I think I heard that one. I'm not sure if Disney Sorry, has formula. information out there. But I was <laughs> but, also um, surprised about how inexpensive they are to keep. Yes, they really are. Um, of course, the, well, the pig food uh, the pig food runs, I don't know, maybe $14, $15 for a bag, and that will last a few weeks. And then, you know, you have your annual vet checkup. And then yeah. if they need a hoof, a hoof, a hoof trimming, then... Um, I don't know that runs around forty or fifty dollars, but they're they're not a high maintenance animal. Um, but yeah. again, any animal that gets sick, you have to be prepared for vet costs. Yes, of course. And we're talking to, today. We're talking to Amelia. Is that right? Yeah, I was hoping that we had some pigs that were up for adoption, and I'm happy to report that we have homes for all of them, or pending homes for all of them. So wow. the picture that I originally sent you was for Porky, who is now has a home pending. But Amelia is one of our elderly pigs. She had a really rough beginning in life, and she has had lung problems her entire life, and she has a lot of trouble breathing, and we almost euthanized her the other week. And I was hoping we might be able to check in with her to see what she wants to do, what she wants us to do, because she, we don't know how much she's suffering, but she's really having trouble breathing, and this has been going on for, like, for years, really, and we've had the vet, you know, trying different treatments, and she'll get better, and then she has, like, good spells and then bad spells, but she's having a few more bad days than good now, so we really oh. were hoping we could check in with her and see what she wanted us to do. She says that when she breathes, the air feels heavy. Okay. And and um and she's also saying that her teeth are hurting her. Oh, really? Like, does she have any tusks that are growing into her her jaw? Is it her tusks that are? Well, let me let me ask. It's when I chew it sore. Because we tried the, to wet down her food, and then she didn't want it wet. So she was eating, her companion's name is Benjamin. She was eating his dry food. Does she want us to oh, wet down okay, her food again? Why, do you, how come you weren't eating it wet? Hmm. 
I didn't like it wet because it's harder to swallow, but that's not really true. You'd think it'd be easier. Right. So if we give her grain, and then when we make it wet, it it makes like a mash. I don't like it wet. Okay. Is it a specific tooth that hurts? It's almost like the back bottom left. Oh. I also have pain behind my ears. It's like in her neck. She has neck pain. Oh. Well, we can call the vet out. Um, How does she want us to feed her? If I die, where will I go? I'm going to die that she's going to go to heaven. Yeah, she. Well, you can tell her that if she flies really high, she'll go and she'll be with um, all the other animals at the farm that have already passed. And her companion, J.D., who passed about a year ago, she'll see him again. Oh, that's good. Can you help me fly? Um, I feel like I need help to fly. We always pray when the animals pass. We're all, we'll all we'll all be there with the vet, and we'll pray and help her. We just need to know from her when she wants to go. Sometimes it hurts to walk. I know she has arthritis too. She's overweight. I don't want to stay alive too much longer. I like the idea of being with JD. Okay. On a farm like this in heaven. So will she give us a sign one day, just maybe not eating at all? or? I kind of so feel we... like life is hurting my body. I know. I'm, I'm going to tell her that she needs to give you a sign so that you know exactly when she's, um, when it's ready for her to, when she's ready to pass. And maybe she could okay. look you in the eye um, and just tell you, and that, you know, some of them will eat until the day they pass, even the moment before they pass, so telling them not to eat, I don't think, is always the best thing, because you don't want them, but, um, but that you can look at, look at you guys and tell you over and over and over again. And you could also tell her that we will love Benjamin, and we will make sure Benjamin is safe and fine, so she doesn't have to worry about leaving him behind. They're they're a very bonded pair. She says maybe that she should look at you now. Benjamin will understand. Right. He says I hold him back a little bit. Because he'd move around more if it wasn't for me. Is that true? No. No, that's not true. She, She doesn't. He's fine. They both, they're just elderly pigs, and they both have arthritis, and they've had tough lives. I'm okay. Right. I think it would be a good thing for me to go to heaven. I like pets softly down my back. Okay. I like the idea of mushy food that tastes really tangy. Is that oranges, do you think? Oh, um, she gets her pills in applesauce. Oh, maybe that's it. The vet has tried everything. We've tried so many different kinds of pills, and they said her lung condition is kind of like the OPD that humans get, and there's nothing that they can really do to make it any better. I don't really need to live in my body anymore. Aw. It sounds like she's ready when you guys are ready. Okay. We kind of thought so. Yeah, and I think it's really important for you guys to, like, hear it from her, physically from her. So it's really important that she looks at you and really tells you and you all get that. Okay. I can do it. Aw. Thank you so much, Laura, for talking to her. I I really appreciate it because we 
we've been like all the volunteers and and the staff, we've, we've been so torn up about what to do about Amelia. Like this is one of those clear cut cases where you know it's time to let them go. Yeah, she says there's a lot of love for me. Yeah. And I'm not really? scared of a dark place. Okay. I'm not. Aw. Well, you'll have to call back after she passes and we can talk to her about where she is in heaven. Okay. All right. So, uh, Anne, tell us, uh, Anne, tell us our website before you go. Okay. The website is um, www.potbillymanor.org. And we also have a Twitter account, and we're on Facebook as well, so people can go on Facebook and like us. And I, I have a blog that's associated with the website that I try to keep up to date, too. But I oh, thank you, Laura, so much for all that you do and for the rescues, and um, we we really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you, Anne, for all you're doing. Yeah. And we'll be we'll be praying for Amelia and for okay. uh, everyone there. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Take care. So that was uh, Potbelly Manor. Everyone go to potbellymanor.org. And uh, I started following them on Twitter, too. So check them out. It's uh, at Potbelly Manor is their Twitter account. So check them out. Pray for Amelia. Poor girl. I hope um, she feels better soon. I know. Um, let's, uh, let's, can we try and quickly get to one more call? Sure. Okay. We're going to, Sarah, you're going to be coming up, but uh, let's go quick. Quick, quick, quick. Hey, Sarah. Oh, hello. Oh, Hi. It's so hard to lose these beautiful creatures. Um, I am calling about Leo. Um my Burmese cat who died at the end of April, and Laura, I, I did, you know, talk with her before he died and right afterwards. Hi, And um, his birthday, he didn't make, remember, he didn't make it to his birthday. He was the most enchanting creature, I just can't tell you. And he, his actual birthday was June 3rd, just, just a couple days ago, and I got really sad again because, I, you know, I realized he hadn't made it and he wasn't with me and just uh, the only thing that makes me happy is when I hear the doves singing somehow I think of him. I don't know why. Aww. Because they're so sweet, their little cry, you know, their call. But anyway, yeah. I just wanted you to touch base okay, with him and me, see yeah, how he get, is. and See where he is. Hold on. Tell Mom I'm having a great time here. I sometimes roll around her feet. I can really stretch my essence. I'm learning to be flexible in time. I go to mom and then I also go exploring. And when I go exploring, I see wild cats in the wilderness. Wow. And I'm amazed at how agile they are. Sometimes I think maybe I should be a wild cat. I want Mom to know, though, that I'll always be here for her. I often sit with her on the couch. And I hear her when she talks to me. And sometimes I climb over her. And I want my mom to know that I love her. Oh, that's sweet. And I want him to know that I just love him more than anything in the world. And I want him to know that I will always love him and that I miss him and that I just would cherish every minute I had with him and thank him. I feel that, Mom. Thank you. We had a magical relationship. Yeah, he says, your love helps me here. 
it helps me go exploring because it makes me brave. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's fair. So is he? Is he? Is he? Um, is he? He's still. Last time you mentioned the brown Burmese cat, and that was Arabella, our childhood cat. Is she? She's up there with him. Yeah, but I explore more than she does. I see. Sometimes we curl up together. Oh. But I like to travel a lot. Oh, that's neat. He's really that's awesome. Oh. Going up. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, thank you, thank you, Sarah, for calling in. Yes, thank you, Laura. Thank you Bye-bye. so much. Bye. Oh, that's sweet. I'm glad he's doing well. I know he's going to see. He's thinking about becoming a wild cat. That's cool. That would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So I wanted to put this out there for all of our listeners. I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but we had a lot of phone calls here um, at Pet Psychic Radio and a lot of people waiting to get on to ask Laura questions. And we also have people in the chat room and things like that. I was thinking, I wanted to get an overall feel. What is better? Should I answer calls in the order that we get them? Or do I just, like, go random, random crazy? What do you think, Laura? Well, I think you should go random. Random. Okay. I do. You should go random. Because I I don't know. I don't care either way. I just want to go whatever is fair and what people think is fair. So if you have an opinion, go to our Facebook page and write your opinion on there. Yeah, I think that would be a good way go. to know. So come to yeah, our Facebook then... page, The Pet Psychic Radio. Um, you can also go to thepetpsychic.com for any other links and information to The Pet Psychic. Sorry, I'm going to write the question on our Facebook page and then people okay. can respond. Yes, that is perfect. So we want to hear everyone's opinion on this because I can't tell if I should go in order or if I should just pick random. What is fair for everyone? Let's just go with the, um, you know, with the vote, with the greater whatever wins out on the vote. So let's do that. Um, What else did I want to mention before we go today? I want to mention, Laura, anything? And you have anything coming up? Any no, I'm good. That's good. What do you want to mention? Um, well, uh, I don't have anything in particular, but I did want to go to our words of wisdom with who are we going to talk to today? Is it going to be Storm King or is he over it or what's going on? I think Stormy wants to do it. Okay. to have a production meeting like and see who's going to do it every week out of our animals. Well, that's a nice thing. What do you mean when? He says that he thinks everyone should feel sweet in their hearts. Hmm. And when should they feel sweet in their hearts, Stormy? Whenever they look at their animals. <laughs> Tell them not to worry so much. <laughs> That's true. We need to start uh, licking and yawning and stretching. Yeah. Because worry is harmful to your pet health. True. And how, and how is that? Jeremy, they want to know how is people worried um, hurtful to their pet health. How does that work? Oh, because when our people worry, we hold our breath and we think about it, and then we get diseases. Mm. It's like they're being empathetic for us, so they're taking on our worry, and then it's manifesting in their body as illness. Right. So your animal's illness is all your fault. <laughs> I'm kind of joking, but not really. I am joking. No, but not really. No, I'm joking. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, 
<laughs> when really I had cute. Ventura, that used to happen, remember? Yes, remember the water thing? Yeah. He weren't drinking enough water. He was, like, drinking so much water. Yeah, so for all of our listeners, uh, I used to have a Dalmatian um, living with us here. Um, he passed, but when he was alive, I didn't drink that much water, and I still don't drink enough water to this day. I have a problem drinking liquids because <laughs> I'm weird. And uh, Ventura used to drink way too much water that he would puke from it. <laughs> and I think it was because he was trying to, like, compensate for my dehydration. <laughs> He was. He really was. He really was. It's true. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. It, Sorry, Ventura. It's such a hard thing because, you know, I want to tell people they need to take responsibilities for their emotions around their pets because really your emotions do affect your animals. But it's kind of hard because when your animal gets sick, then people beat themselves up for making their animals sick. But I don't really want you to do that either. I just want you to kind of be aware of it and then start being positive so that you can help heal them. But it's like pretty amazing how many times I've seen like people who have an intense fear, their animals will then have kidney disease because kid the fear pretty much rules the kidneys or vice versa in Chinese medicine. And then also I've known a lot of women who've had like these terrible heart heartache like breakups and their dogs have died of heart disease. So to some extent, we do have to be very conscious of our own stress levels around our pets. But if your dog dies of heart disease, I don't want you to be beating yourself up. That it's all your fault. Right, so right. It's sort of yeah. a tricky thing because it's sort of God's path, too, and for the universe path, too, and that, that your animal has been in your life for a certain reason. And maybe your animal was even in your life to kind of help you go through that time and then you're you're now shifting to another time, so now it's time for your animal to leave. There are all different things that go into it, but it is important to be aware of your stress levels and to be as happy as you can be, I think, anyway. That's, yeah, that's a good point. I think it's also like, you know, for people who have children or around children, you know, like when you're aware of, you know, how much you're showing or how much you're carrying, you know, it does affect a kid in the same room. It's kind of the similar thing, you know, with an animal, I think, too. Very similar. Very right. similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, some people can't get healthy for themselves, you know, because they don't have enough self-worth or whatever, but they can get healthy for their pet. So Yeah, do that. Pet, you can get healthy for yourself. Yeah, do it for the animals. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, well, I have a quick uh, question for one of my pets. Okay, shoot. Um, okay. I haven't talked to Ventura in a while, and I was just thinking about what is he up to? What's he doing? Oh, cool question. Yeah. So Ventura is okay. my Dalmatian that passed uh, about a year or so ago. He was 14, I think, around 14 when he passed. And he was a silly character. Good guy. I'm totally learning how to think normal. <laughs> I'm trying to not be really weird. <laughs> and it's super hard. Because <laughs> every time I try, I look down and you're weird. <laughs> it's so And I just true. love your weirdness. And I want to come back to you. And I want to come back to you in the perfect dog. Oh, my gosh. No. I mean, I want him to come back, but I can't take any more dogs anymore. I'm my house is long. full. He says he's running long distances. Okay. Well, he's not going to come back to me anytime soon, is he? Because I'd like to wait. Mom, I'm thinking about it. Oh, no. I'm going to have a full house. Of course, I love you, Ventura. He says you need a dog that's just yours. <laughs> Aloha is not a dog. What? Aloha is more like a cat. That's kind of true. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Ventura. I can't wait to see you when you come back. He's saying he's learning where jewels are kept. I mean, like, the jewels to your heart. 
I'm like learning where those are kept. Everyone check us out at thepetpsychic.com. Come to our uh, Facebook page, Pet Psychic Radio. See you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.